what's it what's it like now to be a professional athlete and you know being played to pay sport must be a dream is it yeah so just to give a little bit of background about myself i'm 22 um i'm a contracted rugby sevens player so since 2018 um so i was 19 when i started playing with the sevens and i've just loved it since then i came up through the monster development like all of you i started i came into the squad i think i was 16 and then played under 18 with monster 15s and then i got brought into the month or the sorry the ireland uh sevens under 18 team and then from there i progressed into international so it's been you know i've gone through those development stages so it's it's really good um then going to the question being professional athletes it's everyone's dream here to play professionally um like forget about getting paid just playing for ireland is is a dream come true and it's always what i want it's always what i wanted to do since i started playing like that's all anyone wants to do put on a green jersey and play for their country so getting to do that every day is is a dream and as a professional athlete we get access to the high performance center um which is in abbottstown in dublin so i'm based in dublin and we get access to the gym inside there it's all of the national teams use it so the men's 15s the women's 15s the sevens both men's and women's so it's amazing we get um access to the um uh hot and cold bathroom we have an indoor pitch and we have all the outdoor pitches so it's it's a dream country really i'm getting jealous already listening to you yeah. uh, emily um just for the boys and girls out there um did you play any other sports uh, when you were young and wh what age did you start you pick up rugby yeah so i didn't start rugby till i was 12 so i never played minis or anything i just played football up until then and i continued to play football until i went to college though until i was about 18. And i love football and i love rugby as well but um kind of when i came into the monster setup when i was 16 i kind of put more focus on rugby so football kind of got the got, not the boot but i spent most of my time focusing on I'm playing rugby and improving my skills there. So I was lucky enough that I played with Mallow, my my local club, and we had a great setup. Um, Brian O'Connor was our coach at the start, and then my sister and my dad coached me then until I was under eighteen. So it's great crack. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Just there, um, you might for the boys and girls on the call there a lot are trying to balance exams and balance school time with um with training and stuff like that you know casting your mind back what 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 tips could you give them or what challenges did you find um trying to involve with development squads and sports and stuff back then mm. well like i always was involved in a team so you know it wasn't you know the training wasn't like a new thing for me so i was always used to balancing you know going to football training and going to school like it was just a given that i had to have all my homework done before i went to training and you know get a bit of study done but as you know the years and on and you know going into leaving certain things it can get stressful 
Um, but it's just about, you know, just taking a deep breath. It's not the be all and end all. You know, I, I look to rugby as like my outlet from school. Like when I get stressed out about school, I could just go to rugby training and enjoy that. And then, you know, the more rugby I played, you know, the less stressed I was so I could get that studying without, you know, freaking out, you know, about the leaving cert. So I think just, excellent. you know, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> No, no, you're grand. No, it's it's almost like it's almost like you made made the outlet of the exercise like your reward. That that was your break from the from the slog of the books and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Not saying that like I didn't study loads, but like I I still put in the work. Like I knew that if I wanted to train and play, I couldn't be worrying about oh no, I have an exam tomorrow that I haven't studied for. I have to prepare for that. So my, you know, my rugby wouldn't be affected. And kind of at what what stage did did you think you begin to start take nutrition and and so what we were talking about tonight uh, on board seriously? Um. Well, so I was brought into the squads when I was sixteen, but I definitely didn't take nutrition and stuff seriously when I first came in. I won't lie, I was just. So grateful to be there. I just wanted to play whatever. Um, but it was it was my second year, I think, in and when I was brought into the national seven team as well, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I want to make this squad, I want to make the fit the monster squad, I want to make the, the Irish squad. Like I need to kind of pick up the slack here and start focusing on, you know, making sure I'm eating my protein, getting the snacking after training you know not just going straight to bed like putting in the effort to you know make some eggs or make a smoothie when I got home after training at nine or ten o'clock just before I went to bed I think that that's really important and so it wasn't until I was a bit older that I started taking my nutrition seriously but since then it's kind of made things easier I was always interested in eating healthily and I never really obviously I, I still love chocolate and I ate you know you know, everyone eats bad food, but I think I had a good balanced diet of, you know, getting my veg in, getting my pasta in, having a good high carb meal before training. I always kind of had that bred into me from a young age. So I think, yeah, yeah I was just wanting to make squad change it for me. Yeah, like like Owen said there, it's, it's okay to have that, you need to reward yourself at the end of the day. You have to have that day during the week where you, where you treat yourself and build towards the rest of the week. And yeah, any yeah. tips? Any tips you'd give for the younger player now, looking back and what you did that they could maybe implement into their week? Um. Well, like listening to Owen, I wouldn't get too bogged down about my fitness pal. Like I saw a couple of questions about it. Like, don't get too stressed out about calories and all this sort of stuff. Just listen to your body. Like. Make sure you get that high carb meal in for training. Carbs are super important. I think, you know, growing up, you hear, especially as a girl in sports, oh, carbs, like I'm, I don't want to gain weight. I want to gain muscle. I want to look lean. I don't want to gain too much muscle and look like too strong. All these sort of things kind of play a part in how you eat. And I think looking back, you know, that sort of stuff, it's just, it's not important. What's important is 
how you're training. And if you're training well, you don't need to change how you're eating. Okay, maybe if you're eating like takeaways every night, change that. But if you're, you know, eating a balanced diet, getting your protein in, forget about, you know, all those extra things. If things are tough, if you're finding sessions hard, if you're you're blowing towards the end of the session or you find your legs are giving out, that's when you need to kind of look at yourself and think about what you're eating and how can you make that better. You know, it's all about that 1% change that Owen was saying, you know, don't go out after this uh, webinar and completely change your diet, like cut out every bad food you've ever eaten, like eat just porridge and broccoli and chicken and rice, like forget that, just do small steps at a time. I think that's the main thing. I think. Yeah, that's I think it's great advice to the young player. You know, look like Owen said, look for those wind percenters, and mm-hmm. like Luke was Luke was saying there, you know, be aware of your body and um, you know treat it like that car mm-hmm. and fu- fuel it up. Yeah. Um, for you, what do you do to switch off? Like from Cathy said, there it's important to switch off from the the the, the your rugby and your training. Yeah. Yeah, like what Cathy said is so important. Um, as such a high performing athlete and everyone on my team can say, you know, it's very it's a draining environment and like you need to step away from that. And I I like to listen to podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I put in my earphones, go for a walk and just depending on how long it is, that's how long I'll walk for. Um I've also, you know, since lockdown started we were doing a bit of meditation. I know people kind of get a bit nervous and a bit like, oh, geez, what is meditation? Like, it's all a bit like, you know, it's it's something new and it's kind of a new thing for athletes to start doing. But I've definitely found that my focus has improved um, by meditating, like even five minutes a day, like nothing, nothing too strenuous or dramatic. And if you don't do it, you don't do it. But I find that really helps me um, another thing that has helped me is definitely just not thinking about rugby is just so important. Um, we do this especially on like if we're going on a trip or we have a tournament coming up, we'll have at least, if we go away, if the tour- tournament's on a Saturday, Sunday and we arrive on a Monday, we'll have at least a day and a half where we can do whatever we want. So we can relax and not think about, you know, the games and how I'm going to play and what sort of moves are going to do. Because if you have that sort of mindset that, oh, I need to be switched on all the time, you're just going to waste yourself and get tired and, you know, you're you're just going to get run down. So it's about relaxing, being off the pitch, enjoying being around your teammates, all that sort of jazz. But the minute you put your foot on the pitch, that's when you switch on and really focus on the yeah, that's excellent advice you're giving there. It's it's being able to, you know, store that energy like mm-hmm. like Luke and Owen talked about there, store that energy and switch it on when you when you need yeah. to. And I think that's kind of something like an art you have to learn over a number of years by trial and error, really, is it, Emily? Oh yeah, definitely. Like it wasn't like I've always kind of knew it was important to kind of, you know take that step away from rugby but it was once it was taken from me during the pandemic that like there was no rugby I had to realize like 
I needed a new outlet for my frustrations and like you know to make myself feel better I have to you know look at different outlets for that instead of you know pushing myself in the gym I have to you know go for walks and look inwardly and kind of figure out my goals and things like that so I think it's it's been good for me. Was it very hard in the la- over the last year to stay motivated and like you're saying there I know it's been challenging to us all it's changing environment but how did you how do you find it to deal with it and stay stay motivated oh, yeah. you know definitely I think motivations were at an all-time low this time last year like we were told all of our upcoming tournaments are cancelled like it's training was off like I went home to Cork and I was just stuck at home and like it was really hard going from a team sport to basically an individual sport like Mm. I play I play rugby because it's a team sport and I love being around players so going to training individually I found it really hard um but like thank god we were all in this together I know we've heard that phrase so many times but I could reach out to girls on the team and you know, send the message. Send them a message if I I found things tough, and you know they they do the same for me. Um, but like starting, starting back. Um, you know, doing those running sessions, it was hard. And sometimes I go out there and I just would not be in the mood. But once I start, I kind of start questioning myself and be like, what is the what's the point in doing a session if you're not going to try your best? I'm not going to give it a hundred percent. Like you may as well just be sitting at home watching TV, you know, doing nothing. So it was really about thinking about my effort and how it would benefit the team. You know, as long as I was giving my hundred percent, you know, as long as I was trying my hardest, that's all I could do. So that kind of motivated me, you know, and knowing that all of my teammates were doing the same thing for me, you know, keeping that idea that it's not just you that if you mess up the whole thing goes to you know falls apart you have your teammates there as well so the same thing if you work hard then your teammates will benefit from that so remembering that you're part of a team is the is the main thing the biggest motivation for me yeah that's a brilliant way of looking at it mm-hmm. it's reverse engineering the problem brilliant yeah. um couple of couple of requests we've got in here um um, what what would you have done, or what would you like to do outside of rugby? Or if you weren't playing rugby, what what would you hope to do, or what do you That's hope to do when when this career is hopefully long in the future finish up? Yeah, I mean, as a seventh player, a career a career as a seventh player is a lot shorter than a fifteen. You know, it's a much higher intensity. Yeah. So, I'm currently a student in UPD. I'm studying biochemistry. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm in third year and with rugby I split my year so I did third year over two years and I'll probably do the same for fourth year so it's kind of given me a bit more leeway with making training and you know not missing out on too much college so not sure will I stay in the science end of things like I really enjoy it and I really enjoy kind of mixing you know, nutrition and the biochemistry side, like seeing how the effects that exercise has on your body and how food impacts that. And, you know, 
as everyone who plays sports, you know, anything to do with sport is interesting. So I might go into something like that. I don't really know. I hope to play rugby for as long as possible. But. Yeah, we hope so too. You're doing a great job. I've seen the last couple of years there. And just touching on that, um, what sports person do you admire most and who who has influenced you? Um, I don't know, sticking to rugby, like definitely Lucy Mulhall, the sevens captain, um, was my biggest like influence. Like I really looked up to her and I still look up to her as one of my teammates. So like when I started in sevens, she was a transfer athlete. So she used to play for Wicklow. She used to play football and she moved sports. And yeah. I'm not sure how old she was, but she was quite late to the sport. But um, she's quite small. Like she's a similar size to me. And watching yeah. her play, she could, you know, tackle people double her size. She'd she'd be the one chasing back. Like she, her, her work ethic, I think, really sets her apart from other players. Um, and that's what really really is inspiring and it shows you yeah you can be talented but it's the hard work that that really gets you places so she's definitely a sports person I look up to but I think I know you're gonna laugh at me now but like my biggest influences were probably yourself Dennis Amanda like everyone who was involved in the under 18 setup for me because you know the first year I came into rugby I was a nervous wreck like going to training I like even now I'm getting a bit nervous talking about it like I used to get really nervous and I put a lot of pressure on myself because obviously as a player I'm sure you all relate you want to impress the coach you want to do your best and you want to be better than everyone else obviously <laughs> you want to be like I'm very competitive so um when I first came in and I I didn't make the squad the first year I was actually dropped um after playing my first game like and that was so tough but like I always had the encouragement Amanda always told us it's not about you know we don't care if you get selected for every team we want to see the person who doesn't get selected and who comes back stronger the next year so that's exactly what I did I came back stronger and I had the like support from Eugene as our head coach and of Dennis as our back coach who always pushed us and who always pushed me to be a better player and I think they they when they put me as captain I captained the under 18 team like that really it gave me that self-confidence so I think that was such a good influence on me and yeah definitely monster underage. Some brilliant insights there Emily and I think you're giving us give me a little bit more justice than maybe we deserve you always had a fierce work ethic and like you said you're we always say to players, just come back and prove, prove us. And you were young at that stage and you definitely kicked on. And um, I'd say your your star isn't isn't finished um, yet. It'll shine brightly for long ways to come. Just to finish up there, um, Emily, because I know you've, you've given us great insight there, but what nugget could you use a pass on to the young players here? Um, putting you in the spot I know I'm just thinking like I know everyone you hear it all the time but like hard work beats talent if, if it doesn't matter if you're not the best kicker or if you're not the best passer as long as you keep working on that and it you keep showing that on the pitch 
or in the gym, you know, pushing yourself, just constantly pushing yourself to be a better player. I think that's that's the best thing you can do. You know, if you're a young player, it's something like you can, I always have goals myself. You know, once you reach a goal, you don't stop there. You set another goal. If that's in the gym, if it's, you know, squad selection, just hard work beats talent every day. I think that's that's a brilliant, brilliant way to leave it. Um, you couldn't you couldn't have you couldn't have put it better, better together myself. Um, that's excellent, um, Emily. You've given us some great in, great insights, and uh, thanks to all the presenters there tonight, Dave. I hope you've you've all taken down some notes and you've you've taken away some nuggets, or if you feel you've questions that you want answered, stick them on to us by e email, and we'll. We'll be delighted to look at them. Um, our second night next week, we'll be looking at well-being. We'll also touch on a little bit on goal setting. And Kevin O'Byrne, a senior player, will come in and, you know, hopefully pass on some more nuggets. Emily has really set a high bar and the presenters have set a high bar here tonight. So um, we're looking forward to seeing you again next week. And thanks to everybody and thanks to Keith for uh, setting it up and keep it running. And... Um, good luck and we'll, we'll see you all next week. Thank you.